looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Yep, that's the number you know how to get Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant. So many calls have been coming in since the big game on Sunday. Celtic winning by one goal to nil. We haven't seen Peter since then. Barry, what's your thoughts on it? <laughs> Well, the game's on done, mate, Paul. It's three days ago. Let's move on to Scotland, please. We will very shortly. I know, tongue-in-cheek, because Barry was with us Sunday afternoon, Monday night. Peter, what's your take on it then? Celtic taking the spoils. And news for Celtic fans, Matt O'Reilly, a new deal being fashioned at the moment to extend his stay, increased terms at Celtic. Both fantastic, Paul. (laughs) The result, plus Matt. Um, Delighted, and I thought he was outstanding. Simple things on Sunday. When Rangers were putting a bit of pressure on late in the game, he intercepted so many balls round about the 18-yard box. I thought it was excellent for him because that was part of his game you'd always probably have questioned. You knew his quality on the ball, but his positional play to stop the ball going into strikers' feet round about the box and interception, then using the ball wisely and intelligent, I thought he was outstanding in the match. And it'd be fantastic if he signed a new long-term contract. Barry, you can see why Leeds came in a 10 million offer last week. Yeah, again, he was one of the finds that probably a lot of the fans didn't know much about came for League One and he, he certainly um, impressed myself and I'm sure he's impressed uh, plenty of people up in Scotland so I can see why Leeds came in um, there was a fair bit of interest in him but I'm sure if he signs a long term contract I'm sure the Celtic fans will be absolutely delighted with it Celtic boss Brendan Rodgers he was on Talk Sport this morning and he was asked about the game I think Ali said it wasn't a great game or whatever and he said the main aim for him is the Champions League Peter were you a wee bit surprised that Brendan didn't... No, I was, I was quite surprised with Ali's comment to be perfectly honest with you because the fact that he said it was a poor game or something not a spectacle I'm not saying that was the exact words but that's what it meant to me when you're trying to sell the Scottish game I thought for a Celtic Rangers match you know you're, the games are always so intense it's the one game that you don't care how you played but I thought it was disrespectful from a Celtic point of view because in that period in the first they knocked the ball about well they tried to play themselves out of uh, difficult situations no supporters in a cauldron and I thought they handled it really really well a lot of young players um, as in the fact they're talking about playing a Celtic Rangers match so all round I thought both parts of the game and I'm talking from a Celtic perspective I know Rangers were a lot of criticism obviously if they score early the, the goal was a goal for in my eyes and I'll say that even as a Celtic uh, supporter I thought it was a goal I couldn't see anything other than that and you can see that they're even the reaction of the players because the players are giving the centre-back a bit of stick for taking too long on the ball because that's why Celtic were dominating that little bit. He's taking an extra touch and I'm thinking, now this is the time to leave it in behind the full-back because a bad is short and spin. He takes an extra touch and it allows you to get the tackle in. And the one thing you don't is allow the supporters to get a lift by a tackle or yeah. whatever. He allows the tackle in, loses the goal and you think, well, here we go. Done really well, but one nothing down. So it was fantastic to see it wasn't given or it was a wrong decision, I thought. It was live radio, but Barry, it was an engrossing game, whatever you thought yeah, of it. Yeah, I thought there was yeah. a lot of energy yeah. in the game. I, I think the, the lack of quality was in the final third mm-hmm. for both teams. Certainly Rangers, I know Celtic broke away 
three or four times in the second half um, and I think Butland did make one real good save from Abada but in terms of Rangers I thought there was good passages to play it's when they got in that final third it's the quality it's, it's really lacked for Rangers in that final third and that's where we've been speaking about that's where the money's been spent and that's where you expect a lot more Paul a report out of Croatia today claims that Borna Barisic is being targeted by Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, the Croatian transfer window is still open, Barry. We know he's going to play for Croatia, but he wasn't fit at the weekend. Yeah, which is uh, very surprising in my eyes. Um, if you're not fit for the weekend, um, you're generally... If you look at it over the, the piece over the years, players are not available to play for their national team. So that caught me with a bit of a surprise. Um, look, he's in the final year of his contract. And if you, as you just said there, the creation window's still open. If he's not looking to sign or Michael Beale doesn't want him to sign a long-term contract, um, I think you've got to look to cash in. Because you can't have the situation it was with Morelos and no, Kent. No, they, yeah. they can't um, allow that to happen again, Paul, I'm afraid. Rangers you see, in that situation, yeah. Paul, you know the way they say when clubs, if a player doesn't turn up, he can't play for the club after yeah. it. Well, that should be the same. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play for Rangers, he shouldn't be going with the national team. They can't have it... <laughs> Both yep. ways, you know what I mean? Because if you don't turn up for the national team and then you're able to play with your club side, I thought that had been eradicated and they said, no, you can't yeah. play the next game. So that's wrong that the fact he's allowed to travel there if Rangers have got it. Mm-hmm. If he does need treatment, I'm not saying, and it maybe be a, an, an injury four or five days. But for me, he shouldn't be going there. Well, he feel, feel the Absolutely, that's what I mean, Barry. It's a scan last week yep. as well and whatever. He should not be allowed to leave. He should be there because he's a Rangers player week in, week out and that's who he plays his wages. That's why I was very surprised seeing the, the comment yesterday because I'm led to believe, so is everybody, that he, he done a, obviously before the game, a mm. fitness test. He, he failed that and that tells me that he's, he's going to be missing international games but it looks to me if he's going to be playing with Croatia. And he was missed, wasn't he? Because the way he can bomb down the yeah, left. Yeah, but one thing I will say yeah. about Sterling, I, I thought he'd done pretty well mm. for being a foreign position for him um, listen he was coming up against a a guy obviously um, in good form because he's just signed a long term contract with, with Celtic but I thought Sterling done pretty well for he's naturally a right back or a right centre half to play, go in there um, into his first old firm game and play in a, a foreign position I thought he'd done well the thing it didn't allow was it make it forward and put deliveries in the box and if you've got two young centre backs you know you're wanting deliveries going in there especially if you're playing with two strikers I thought that turned a wee bit off away from it. Barry's right in the 1v1 situation. He was good power. He'd never really done much wrong. But he'd always to come back near enough on his right. He'd usually left the odd time, but you're not getting the quality that Barisic in that final third puts in your box. And that's what you want to test. That's what you'd be probably saying before the game when everybody's seen the team. Well, that's going to be the weakest part. Get the ball in there as often as you can. And unfortunately for the Rangers, they couldn't do that. I see in the record today that Keith Jackson's got a good story saying that uh, John Bennett... The manager will be staying. Michael Beale. There's not going to make any change. Just yeah, what you said. I, I at the start don't think of the there's going to yeah. be a change until there's another difficult result, Paul. Yeah. I mean, people were, were shouting for his head and, and Sunday and a lot of that's anger. And I totally get that. I was yeah. angry and frustrated yeah. with the result in, in Sunday. But I don't think there's anything going to happen just now. I think they're going to let it settle the dust settle a bit. Obviously, there's two weeks until the game up at McDermott Park. And then they really need to come out and and um, show the fans what they're, what they're made of. And I'm not talking about St Johnston, I'm talking about the Real Betis game after that, Muddle mm-hmm. game sure. after that, the Livingston game after the Muddle game. They need to come out fighting and showing how much they, they want it. But in terms of the manager, I don't think it will change until obviously there's another difficult result. And again, I think he does 
need to have a near perfect record up until um, I'm saying up until the cup final but I'm they need sure. to get to the cup final mm. first and win it as well yeah no. well I think that's the difficulty you've, you've got you're getting into this and you think to yourself I genuinely think there was an arrogance about it maybe I'm wrong I think even the way the team was set up I thought they thought Celtic were turned up to be turned over supporters and Rangers I know managers never really do that but Callum McGregor had so much space to play and if you see Rangers success mm. in the last couple of games against Celtic they've tried to nullify that and the two centre forwards are not good at dropping in at doing that that's not their job they want to be number nines and I understand that but when you see so much domination I, there's one thing I said when Cantwell come up you can either play as your forward on the left hand side a forward not a midfielder or a number 10 he's not he's, for me he's lost out on the right side That that's because he's not got the pace to get by you but if he comes in on his right foot and he's playing passes and he can open the door with a pass and I'm thinking to myself, well, they put him in with Callum's because Callum got so much domination because you still had the same players. You didn't need to sub anybody because you still had the players that could adjust to the, the situation. But there was so much domination. But he let it go and let it go. Why? And I just thought there was an arrogance. And I think that's why the Rangers fans are so disappointed because I thought they thought Celtic were turning up to get... I've seen things like, I think it could be four or five a day. Yeah. I've went into Celtic and Rangers games and been really poor and we've won it or vice versa. And I told you last week, we had a similar situation you know, when it was a 1-1 game, it ended up being with, the, yeah. as I said, the Mikhailovchenko. Um, and it worked against the Rangers players because we played so well. And it maybe have been a wee bit more difficult for Celtic if they had been at Celtic part after the performance against St. Johnson yeah. if they wouldn't have started well. So you get into there and you're thinking it's not worked for them. And then it goes again. Get the crowds back. Get them mm. back in. Get the supporters for both sides in. You know, the right numbers. Not the 700s. You know, the seven and 8,000s. Get them back in. Because that helps as well but I genuinely think there was an arrogance about them we all agree on the, getting the fans back Barry what about that why was uh, Callum McGregor allowed to have so much time and space but after 15-20 minutes he, he started to gain control of the game um, and, and that's when listen it is, sometimes it's difficult for the manager to decide because of the noise ah. but then I'm expecting somebody on the pitch to go and say listen he's getting too much room there get close to him and don't give him a yard but when you give good players space they started to dictate the game and that's what Callum McGregor done. Um, you look at the Rangers midfield three, Ryan Jack to a, a lesser extent because he's more of the deeper one, but I'm wanting Cantwell, I'm wanting Raskin to go and force him back the way, but he had time to turn, he had five or ten yards and he was just picking the wee passes and he was um, he, he was dominating the game and that was the difference, that was the, the shift in the first half with Callum McGregor getting far too much. But then, as I said, I'm wanting somebody screaming on that pitch, noticing it. Because you can notice it. Granted, he's played in the centre of the pitch. That's where I played. You can notice when somebody's starting to gain a bit of control. So all you do is get close to them and don't allow them that space and time. You and definitely have to adjust, Paul. You know, and for me, Cantwell had been predominantly playing that area of the pitch in other games. All of a sudden, he finds himself on the right-hand side. And the two strikers, I say, it's different if somebody's like a number 10 striker yeah. who used to do it, but keep my roof our Dessers are not naturally doing that they can't, they can't naturally do that and I thought that's where Rangers lost lost the game there's no doubt in my mind of that let's go on the lines Barry Ferguson Peter Grant Paul Cooney 08 08 17 17 700 ready for the first caller it's Craig a Rangers fan good evening Craig hi good evening guys I'm going to try evening Craig hi there guys uh, first time caller I know a lot of people say good I'm to radio no, shows good to hear you very welcome but, no, I, I'm, going to say, I'm going to try not to sound like a school girl because uh, Barry's like all time field play I've actually met you Barry the, the legends do through in Bothwell a few years ago I don't know if you remember you 
Oh. Um, I lost you there, Craig. Yeah. But you met him a few uh, years ago. Aye, and I've got a frame picture of me and Barry, but anyway, I'll not make his keep any bigger. Um, <laughs> as, long, as long as it's a good thing you're going to say, it always worries me when somebody aye, says I've met you. Was everything all right, aye? <laughs> but I know I listen, I've been listening in to obviously the comments, and my thing is, I'm, I'm, not, one, I'm not one of these guys that's wanting to deal out because, you know, you can't sack managers every year and, you know, whatever, but I was saying to the producer there, the closest I've heard, even through the nonsense at Ibrooks, you know, with the, the last 10, 12 years, whatever, the closest I've heard the fans being so angry, and Barry probably remembers from pitches, the, the last season the last season of the McLeish, um, where it just seemed like nothing went right for us on the pitch, and that there's a lot of anger in the fans, and, you know, different things, and that on Sunday was absolute madness, it's just, I, I don't know, but I'm not one of the, see, I'm kind of in the middle, I don't want him sacked, but I'm not, I've not got any time Oh, we're beginning to yeah, lose you there, is. Craig. We lost you there. So, what's frustrated you most I'm about it? Now. Uh, yeah, I've got you again. The unrest among the fans as well. I can hear me now. All yeah, right, got I, you. Yep. Aye, perfect. Sorry, I was moving about room to room there. Sorry. Aye, uh, the, the the unrest amongst the fans. Like I say, what was that about? Barry will remember better than me. My mind's absolutely atrocious, but. It was about 2000 and what was McLeish's last season? 2005. Mm-hmm. Finished further, I, I, you know, Hearts and the fans. It was, it was awful back then. But um, I've never seen scenes like that at Ibrox since then. Even with the, you know, the the banter years, if you want to call it that, um, which a lot of fans have blocked out probably. But my main concern about Michael Beale is, as I say, I'm, I'm kind of fifty fifty at the moment. I don't want him sacked, okay. but I've not got hundred percent confidence he can turn it round. It's the narrow formation for me and this not taking the handbrake off, that's his phrase, taking the handbrake off, as I can say, because it's so, it's so pedestrian and it's, we slated Geo for this horseshoe. And there was a lot of this, I never heard horseshoe till last year, but this, you know, playing it about the back and then slow build up in midfield and it's, it's, it's dire to watch. And I know there's a lot of new players, but as people have said, there's only two started on, on Sunday. So, you know, I, the new signings I, yeah. I, it was three it was Butland Dessers and, and Sterling out of the aye. The, aye. the new signings yeah look I had obviously my oldest son was there and my friends were there who obviously remembered back 17, 18 years ago when it was uh, it was pretty rough for us after games and that's what they experienced in, in Sunday um, look the fans are obviously frustrated and, and angry because there's a a number of new players coming in and, and now I think they've had that wee bit of time to bed in they were, they're expecting um, a, a bit more um, but as I said Paul see this two weeks this break international break this needs to really get sorted they need to work out what is the best team going forward and they need to come out all guns blazing with the, the games that are coming up there's, there's no doubt about it because it falls ultimately on the manager's shoulders if you don't get results Unfortunately, people lose lose jobs, which is is no nice. But I, I like the fact that Craig's saying that he's no one to get him out, and I think that's the right thing at this moment in time. It's only four games in. I know there's been four European games and a, a League Cup game against Morton, but I do think he's got to be allowed the time to go and see if this group can get together and start to mature into a good team. And I was asking Barry on Monday night, Peter, um, and Craig on the phone, what do you think he's going to do then for St. Johnson in the coming games? And you'll give some of them a chance. You think Danilo will be in, maybe Dessers? Well, this is a perfect time to yeah. go and work on the training ground. I think the best thing to do is say is let the team take two or three days and go and um, dust herself down and, and kind of 
think long and hard what's what's happened over the, the last um, couple of games and then get them back in I don't know whether in today or tomorrow and work really hard and knowing what team you're going to put out against St. Johnson what what does he think is his strongest team going forward and then go with that I think I look at it for not being a Rangers so I've not got the glasses yeah. on that you're looking everyone's going to be perfect I look at Danilo and I thought he caused more unrest in that period he was on in the game right. I think he's better playing as a number nine on his own as I think when I've seen the other strikers I think they're all the same Kemar Roof probably your best finisher at this moment in time but obviously his fitness was a problem but if he's back fit now you're saying well he should be at number nine and I think maybe that's the problem they've got too many choices there so it's chopping changing all the time so the players don't get the confidence there's too many substitutes now I keep saying it so everybody's getting 60 minutes and then they're whipped off if the two start they're coming off and the other two's going on so you never get a chance of putting the ball in the back of the net and I think all these changes doesn't make it easy and we said that at the start of the season we thought they'd bought a lot of players in the one area of the pitch yeah, and they did yeah, yeah. So very that, similar yeah, players similar yeah. players and I think every time I've seen them play these strikers and I've watched them on your YouTubes or whatever they all played as a number nine themselves and now I mean, they're trying to play right. as a two Barry and it's completely different you know that I mean, yourself you watch all games I mean watching Rangers you know with where Michael's want to get is with and it's from Tavernier and Barisic or whoever's playing in fullback areas but sometimes you've got to switch it up there's no genuine wide out and out wide players the last one was probably Ryan Kent mm -hmm. I wouldn't even say Sakala was a a, a wide player so I, I know a lot of fans have been asking me well, we need to sign a wide player he doesn't play with wingers mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying about Cantwell. Mm -hmm. When I seen Cantwell at Norwich, he played as that, not outside left, but you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of tucked in a little bit. Not tucked in, but he actually drifted inside and made the slide rule passes or the passes he could hit the switch. Mm -hmm. He could do all the from under, he could cut inside and have a shot at the goal. He'd done all that because he never had the pace to go by and that's why I find it strange when he plays on the right-hand side. And that's me just because I've seen him growing up as a kid. I think he could play that position. But because you're trying to play centre-forward out there at times, you know, I know Matondo did it on Saturday, but most of the time it's been either a striker, it's been one of the strikers, it's been at Sima, whatever, as well. But they all want to play as number nines. I, I, there's a hell of a lot of frustration. There's you no doubt about it. it. Yep. You can hear it. We're not daft. I mean, I've spoke to a number of people since the game, just out and about. And what, when you look at the, the, the Rangers team, as there was excitement because the business was done really early. And I was one of the ones, I was like, this, this is the ideal, this is what you want. You want them in the first day of pre-season or the second week of pre-season. But they're not seeing anything happening. And that's the frustration amongst the, 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 the Rangers fans at this moment in time. You're not seeing them win games, you're not seeing them play well. And when it really matters, that's the thing that's frustrating quite a lot of Rangers fans at this moment in time. Paul, when the games are coming up where there's a lot of pressure on these games, they're not producing the goods. And that's what you need to do when you're a Rangers player, I'm afraid. It's not about playing well. It's about finding a way. Like on Sunday, it's all about three points. It's a bonus if you play well for me. Craig, Absolutely, in that yeah. game. Absolutely. Craig, can I ask you before you go, Todd Cantwell today mm -hmm. offered an apology on social media to Aye. supporters, urged them to stick with the team as they try well, to turn around the season. Yeah. See things like this. Yep. Forget about it. Do your, do your, social media. Go and do Aye. your talking on the pitch. Mm -hmm. I'm sure if you ask any Rangers fans. Look, I get it's got its place, social media, and I get that. It's good for a lot of things. Do your talking on the pitch and that's when you come up against St. Johnson. Yeah, that's the thing, sorry Barry, see that's the thing with Todd as well. He posted that stupid uh, picture after Celtic you put at the cup. He tried to say he wasn't trying to wind them up or whatever. I think 
social media, I, I get why they need to use it, but for me, it's quite funny, just obviously before I go, I was going to say about Cantwell, for, for me, um, I know I know it was a nothing game last season, we beat them 3-0, but they'll put Cantwell with Phil Gregor in the park and they give him that kind of like all sign where they wanted to be, but I think you've moved room again, but we've got the point on it. He got it wrong this time. But you've got faith in your manager. You think it's the right thing. Stick with him um, and see what happens the next few months. You have to win the League Cup, don't you? Well, we have to win the League Cup. I mean, I need to win a, a trophy as a Rangers manager. That's a bare minimum. Like, um, as I say, Cantwell, for me, I was, I was saying to my mates at the game yeah. Sunday, it was like, at times he was playing right back. You know, in Tavernier, there was like kind of Roman... Uh, I don't know where he was roaming, but you know, Canwell was stuck at you know basically right wing back at one point, and I was like, you need Canwell in the middle and give him that free reign. It just, I know it's not the, the one man team, and as I say, Dessers for me is going to be one of the, the most important se- uh, players this season when he gets going. But I Canwell for me needs to be played somewhere in the middle and given a bit of a free free reign, like, like Gerard did with Ryan Kent to a certain extent. And do he's talking um, on the pitch, yeah, Paul? Can yeah. I just say, fans are not daft. They want to see performances on the pitch. That that's what they expect, and that's what they demand. And, and listen, I, I get it's now the way the social media and, and whatever, but just keep yourself quiet, and let's turn up at McDermott Park and make sure you you scud them three or four nothing and get three points. Well, that's the thing I said, but then when I come up, I said the only yeah. thing Todd has got a problem with is no doubt about his ability and his quality. You know, when he plays at his best, he's a talented kid. But he's got to be careful with social media. Because yeah. I say Norwich is completely different of course. Yeah. to here. I wish they'd have listened. You know, because nobody wants to listen to all that rubbish. Just go as Barry says, all we've done was make sure you turn up the next game ready to win. Because that's what see, you've got to do. Don't part. tell the fans. They're not interested in you sure. giving them a soft they're story. Yeah. You know, they're not there see, trying to pat- patronise them. See hearing that the fans are not happy, you'd be looking and think to yourself, we've got a, we've got a job on here. We need to get this, this, these fans who are so important to the club. You need to get them back on your side. And the only way you're going to do that, Paul, is we're rolling your sleeves up, working harder, and winning games of football. Scud, there's a word you don't get in Norwich. Yeah, or I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've just, uh, yeah. I just came out there. But you, do, you need to go up to McDermott Park. And I'm not being disrespectful no. to St. Johnson, but they need to go up there and absolute wallop them. Craig, thanks for making the switch. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Some of the other headlines today. Stephen Naismith has been confirmed as Hearts head coach. No surprise there. Frankie McAvoy, who was the, the coach for European reasons, so he is assistant to him as they try to get back to winning the right of Europe. And of course, uh, they've had a tough run losing, they haven't won in the last four games. Other headlines today, well, we heard Barry there in the first section saying, do your talking on the pitch. And that was what Craig the Caller was saying uh, to Todd Cantwell and any player these days, do it on the pitch. Peter, what happened to you? Days of social media, you were telling <laughs> Barry and myself during the break, you'd lost the game. And no, but yeah. I was playing with Celtic and we lost yeah. 5-1 member to Rangers. And um, you're obviously not wanting to go out of the house because you always have the utmost respect. You were beaten with a better side, blah, blah, blah. And I finally went out after coming back for training and going to the shop. Three months later, was it? Uh, yeah, it was near <laughs> enough that, Paul. And I'm going by and it was walking by and this lady, very smartly dressed, and she's walking with her son and whatever, and he says, um, what's the time, Mum? She went, looked at her watch and went, five past one. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, it's 
20 past four, you know, to myself. It took me about 20 minutes to realise what she was saying, you know, sort of thing. But that was the sort of thing that happened yeah, then. Yeah. So you weren't leading on all the, the media. But as Barry says, when we lost five, one of that, the Rangers boys weren't coming out singing and dancing and shouting because they knew there was another game around the corner, you know, and I think the next game we actually won. But that's what you've got to do. You've just got to go out there, concentrate, take your medicine, Get on with it, go on the training field again. And I'm a great believer. The Rangers boys probably gave everything they had on Saturday, yeah. but just weren't good enough on the day. It just didn't work for them for whatever reason. But I wouldn't say that none of them didn't try or anything like that. So I'd never say throw that to any footballer. It just didn't work for them. But you have got to concentrate and it lets them realise that's what you're judged on up here. On you have to be first. And that's why I couldn't believe last week when people were saying, oh, I didn't want to be in the Champions League because I think the Europa League's a better. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what? what? Uh, you can You want to yeah. be in against the best players. And if you get knocked out, fine. You want better performances yeah. than last year, of course. But you want to but, be in the best competitions, playing against the best players. And to do that, you have to win the league. And there is only one thing you have to be in Glasgow as number one, because there is no second. I remember that well. That was me and my mum. You must have met a smart, a smart woman. That was my mum. And then could have been. No, too quick because I started chasing them. <laughs> you, you were on Celtic TV, so I don't know if you saw the tifo that was there. Do you know that was Barry on the shoulders of? No, the there was a, there was was a picture. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a picture. Yeah. Um, I, I must have been. I don't know seven. Uh-huh. And Toppy Ian Durant. So yeah. I'll get you the photo, I'll yeah. get it up for you. And they took it from it. that. Is that right? Right, that's what it was. Fantastic. Yeah. I was wondering why no, that it was. No, it looks like it for the back. Yeah. That one was for the front right. with me and Ian Durant. Okay. And that one's for the back. I think it was ironic they were looking away for the park. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was me after the, the game. <laughs> that was me during the game. <laughs> but I heard what you said do it on the pitch and respect for each other. Forget yeah, the social I, I, media. I, yeah, yeah, I don't like a lot of because I'm a big believer it comes back to bite you, Paul. I've always been like that and, and listen it's sore when you get beat but you've got to be respectful and when you win you don't you don't go listen you do it behind closed doors you know what goes on behind closed doors when you come out and you speak to the media it's not listen yeah we were we were very good today but we played against a very good team who have got very good players that's the way it should be but in terms of them coming out and we need actions not words and, and saying all this stuff right at that's Oh, well, someone's well, using the words. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's great. But I really want to see it on a football part. When you cross that white line, that's when it really matters, Paul. That's when you've got to produce the goods. And I fully expect these players to start producing the goods. And if they don't, look, the fans are no shy in, in letting them know what you... Obviously, we've seen what happened in, in Sunday. And listen, they've got every right because they pay good money. Um, I right, I, I fair, Rangers, fair, fair Rangers' point of view, did you think Rangers went in over cocky? Fair support. I wouldn't like to think so because no, I'm I, always cautious. I, I, I saw we, and I we were involved in it, right? Yep. But I'm just thinking, I just sense. I mean, you were, you were doing the game for Rangers TV against St. Johnson, and I watched it, and it's probably the poorest I've seen Celtic, mm. right? It has. Callum McGregor wasn't really getting on the ball. You've got to give St. Johnson a bit of credit because they're set up really well. But I'm looking at them, they're no great, they're no great form, but there's always a bit of cautiousness at the back of my mind where you've got to remember. You've got Kyogo, you've got Abadi, you've got Mehdi, you've got Callum McGregor, you've got Joe Hart. But do you think that's because you've played in the games? I think I think that sometimes I just I, I would take felt... to think I would take to think that they're going in overconfident because they've not done anything yet. Granny. I think that was maybe the thing that come back a little mm. bit, you know, to think, God, I might look at that Celtic team, you know, if we can't beat them here and they've no supporters. That's the sense I got, and I even got that with the way when they were allowing. Callum to dominate the game I'm thinking no 
It's worked for you before trying to stop that. Why don't you just adjust your team? Because you've got the same players on the pitch. Because you just shot Cantwell into, Cantwell into the 10, balanced your three midfield players and kept your two strikers up the pitch. And I know it leaves the wide areas, but the domination was in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. And I just went, I thought, oh, is it an arrogance? We can go there and we can play Todd Cantwell out there, leave Callum McGregor going the ball because they're not going to hurt us. And once they lose possession of the ball, we're going to attack see, them with two see, strikers. See, at the end of the day, just weren't good enough to, to win the game you, you've got to be honest about that listen you can go on about the Dessers goal it should have it should have stood uh, sorry Dessers goal came our roof's goal Lager Bielka's caught in the ball but forget that there's still another what 60 65 minutes to go and play and Rangers just didn't do enough to, to win the game it, it's plain and simple and they need to find a solution going forward because they're obviously um, I mentioned the Monday night they've had three knocks Kilmarnock Obviously PSV and now um, Celtic, your four games in, so they need to come back um, fighting and scratching and biting and, and showing how much they they want this because they're playing at a brilliant football club. But he seems to have, his back five seems near enough to be the same, doesn't it? If Barisic is available. But I don't know the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Raskin's Barry, in there yeah. and Cantwell's in there, but I don't know where they're going to play. And that's the only thing for me. If I'm looking at it, if Rangers supporters are turned up to the game they know what the team's going to be see when teams are being successful last week and I've got to hand my hand up to this I said Yang would probably start you instead did. of Mieda you get everything but, else right uh, everything else right but, yeah. and I love Mieda and I thought he was brilliant at the weekend of doing what he did well, but they worked great oh he was unbelievable yeah. see, yeah. see if he'd have uh, the f- like when he gets into brilliant areas that final cross yeah. he yeah. would be <laughs> worth an absolute yeah. fortune because he's his pace he, he sparks everybody yeah, he, he has, sparks he's... everybody you know and that's why I was as I said last week I'm loath to leave him out but I thought Yang had done enough to give them a different problem you know but Brendan that's why he's a top coach he played him and he changed a bad on the opposite side which I said that bad had been but that's what I'm saying you, you say you say, sense the moments in these games and the players that's going to perform and they did Granted, the difference was Callum McGregor for that 20-25 yeah, minute period yep. and obviously Kyogo up top that was the only bit of quality in the game, real quality. And that's what he brings. He's a, he's a match winner. I look at Rangers and that's what worries me. I want to see somebody go and do what a Kyogo can do, a Callum, Callum McGregor can do. I'm not seeing it at this moment in time. Here's Brendan Rogers afterwards speaking to Sky about the goal scorer. Yeah, it was a brilliant finish. I think, firstly, it's something that we spoke about with the players that even though when you're a technical team and you, you have to be able to do the dirty stuff and it comes from a long ball, Matt O'Reilly wins the, the header, puts him through and then it's an unbelievable finish against uh, Jack Butlin, who's a really good goalkeeper. So um, but he had a few moments. Then he was in 1v1 in the first half as well. Uh, looked like he was going to score. He had a moment in the second half. So even when he's not involved, he's such a threat to the goal. And uh, you know, like I say, second half, we, 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 we broke away into the spaces really well, attacked the spaces, but just uh, just like that finishing touch. And Jack Buckman made a great save off of um, Abada. So, uh, so, yeah. It was a key moment, wasn't it? And Abada yeah, came it was close a brilliant save. save. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought he's, he's cut across yeah. it, but what a save. Mm. To be fair to Jack Buckland, he had big gloves to fill, no doubt about it, but I think he's... One that you, you can say has come in and settled really quickly and shown what a top goalkeeper he is um, and there's question marks. Now, you've got, to, you've got to understand when new signings come in, they're coming into new countries, they're maybe coming without their family, but now they've been in four, five, six, seven weeks, Paul. They need to now go and show why Michael Beals went to 
uh, go and bring these these players in. They need to start producing the goods very quickly. But the thing about Kyogo, Paul, when Brendan's talking there, the biggest thing was he was on the shoulders of them. He was on yeah. the shoulders when he got the goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So remember, we're talking about him coming short. This was the one he was in behind playing that half offside one. And he plays the half offside one and he gets the goal from it because he's a one touch yeah. finisher. Granny, you were obviously doing the game and I was watching it and I was delighted seeing him coming in. I went in with the midfield. I'm like, you've done it, Baz, exactly. Lost possession, remember? Yeah, and I'm like, oh, stay there. Stay there because <laughs> he's, he's not a danger in that kind of area. He likes to come and link and he can link up, but see when he plays in that shoulder and you've seen with the goal. Um, we obviously O'Reilly with it with the header um, and the finish. I mean, I'm thinking he's got to take it in. I, I thought he was going to take another touch, yeah. but listen, it's it's a, a brilliant piece of quality, no doubt, and, and he's a difference maker. He sure is. Stephen D has been on the socials at Go Football Show, big Celtic fan out there in Kirkluk. What's going to happen with Atati now? Here's the news about O'Reilly. Looks as though there'll be a new deal, and he's enjoying life under Brendan Rodgers, isn't he? What about Atati? Is that I mean the window's closed now? Do you think there's a, a new extension? Is it going to be a big part of the plans? Well, that's up to him. And I always say that, you know, it's not up to the club. If the club will want him, there is absolutely no doubt he's quality. He's a top quality player. The club will want him to extend his contract. Now it's up to the player. Does he want to stay at Celtic? Does he want to extend? Does he want to be part of it? And listen, it, it's up to him to go and play week in, week out. It's up to him. His young home, Thiago home, come on the other day, I thought it was excellent again. You like him? I've been really yeah. impressed with him. He's a really good touch for the ball. And that's what you've got. At big clubs, Barry, I'll tell you. Big clubs, you're always fighting for spaces. You've got to keep your standards up all the time, whether it's in training, whether it's playing. You've got to try and keep in the team. Nobody's got a divine right to pull the jersey on every week unless you're performing. You know, so it's up to Atati. Okay, maybe not started the season that great, but he's a top quality player. And they're better with him in the team. He's a top quality player. Yeah. You know, there is absolutely no getting away from that, Paul. We all hope he extends it. But then when you extend it, you've got to say, right, okay, I've got to roll the sleeves up to try and get in the side and play in the side. And that's what everybody's got to do. And that makes everybody better then. Well, I, I'm, I was actually talking to a few of my mates about that. I, I'm looking at obviously Rangers and Celtic. I think Celtic are going to improve because the two players that jump out at me are missing. And they're going to improve any team, Carter, Vickers and Hattati. That's the worrying thing. And then I don't know what, is it Louis Palmer? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. How he's going to obviously settle in. But Celtic are going to get better because of the two players that I've mentioned at the start. So Rangers are, are um, have, having to really need to start, Paul. And I've, really, um, I've been really impressed by the boy Yang. Mm -hmm. He's been really impressive. Mm -hmm. Oh, still to come back fit. It was good to see him on the pitch at the weekend again and done some good things in the period he was on the pitch and it gives Celtic something different as well. A wee bit of that power at times. I see your pal Jürgen Klinsmann was in the crowd. He yes, was there watching he was, them. He was, he was there. Go on as well. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's important. And listen, he, he rates them really highly. You know, he, he rates them really highly and I think he knows a player. <laughs> you know, there's no doubt in that when it's somebody like Klinsmann saying about yeah. it, but he rates the boys he thinks are going to be superstars. And what I've seen, they're only young. We can forget how young they are. Barry spoke about it, coming out of different countries, cultures, whatever. And to be fair to these boys, okay, they've got a few friends uh, similar, come in from different countries as well. And they're, they're all seem to be enjoying, they're all winning. But they all seem as if they're playing with that enthusiasm. And every one of them affected it. It was the first game I'd probably say that they, they all come on and affected the game again. You know, last year we used to talk about that quite a lot. But now they're getting that fitness levels up and getting Barry's right. These boys coming back stronger, still a couple of them come back. Celtic are going to get stronger. You know, there is no doubt of that because it's important areas of the field that they're missing at this moment in time. This is Brendan oh, Rodgers, yeah. Oh, sorry, it just came to me there. It'll yeah. be interesting to see um, a week on Saturday 
Rangers Michael Beale's lineup. I, I'm actually looking forward to the game 12.30 kick-off I think it is up at McDermott yep. Park yep. I, I'm I'm interested to see the starting 11 what way he's going to go is he going to bring Danilo play Danilo and Dessers together is he going to bring Sifuentes back into the, the, the team um, so I'll be, I'll, be, um, I'll be watching on um, really interested to see what the the starting eleven is going to be. I'll ask you a bit more about that after the break. We'll go in though with Brendan Rogers saying, you know, you said Celtic will get better. He was asked where is his team at at the moment. Well, we're a long way off where I want us to be. That, that's the reality. Um, like I said, hopefully after the international break, we'll get some players back. But it's just piecing it all together. You know, we, we've lost important players. There's really, really important players injured, and we have a lot of young players that uh, they're finding out what it's like to play a huge club. So. Um, so whatever the result was today, we, we, we stay calm and we continue to work. But three wins and a draw uh, for the first games in terms of results is, is very good. But from a performance level, uh, we'll get better and better. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant. The talking continues after <laughs> the first Old Firm derby of the season Celtic taking the spoils and they go four points clear of Rangers a lot of speculation about Michael Beale well we understand we see it in the record there and that's what you said Barry on Sunday no yeah. he, he, you give the manager time but it has to be better and he yeah. has to win games yep exactly I, I, I'm just giving you my opinion Paul I yeah. think it would be too early to pull the trigger I think you've got to give him this next two weeks to get his team ready for, for St. Johnson and I've, I've written down that the four games after that then you've got the first Euro, Europa League after St. Johnson against Real Betis then you've got Mullow then you've got Livingston in the, the quarter final so they've got some tasty games coming up but I, I would expect Rangers to come back and show a reaction you have to show a reaction because there's a lot of anger a lot of frustration a lot of disappointment but the only way they can put that to the side uh, is by winning games of, games of football and the first one comes in a week on Saturday against St. Johnson. And that's not going to be easy either. Sure. Here's Michael Beale speaking afterwards, after the defeat, and he said, look, there's a long way to go. There's, naturally, it puts a pressure on the team, but there's a pressure plan for Rangers and, and managing Rangers anyway. It's important that we, we go on a run. Uh, today is bitterly disappointing. I don't think we deserve the result we got, but it is, is what we have. And so it's important that we reassess over the international break and come back stronger there's a lot of football to be played uh, if there's anything to take out of it it's the fourth game of the season so there's a lot more football in front of us You spoke about the goal conceded Well I think we can't concede a goal the way that we did today because it's a goal from an isolated moment it's a fantastic finish I ain't taking that away from uh, the striker but uh, for on our side it's a horror story in terms of the goal at the other end we create enough chances we could create more with the amount of possession we have but we created enough chances to score goals today and and that's the story of the game for us I thought over the game I thought we were slightly the more dominant team and he told Sky afterwards where he felt the teams were at the moment in terms of the two teams on the pitch there's it's the result and whether people would talk about big words about mentality this that and the other I think there was nothing between the two teams there I thought we were the team in the ascendancy and we missed big chances and there was we, we give away a really poor goal uh, I think both teams will play better and, and grow as the season goes on it's important that we do Peter nothing between the teams would you agree? I don't like being critical of managers yep. in any shape or form because I know how difficult a job it is I think he's delusional on that interview in that particular, I thought when he was talking about the game, the chances and all that, I couldn't believe what I was saying. I couldn't think Rangers putting two or three passes together. 
they got to the 18 yard box run out of their ideas you know so I can't remember the, the centre backs passing into the middle of the pitch maybe once but he, as I said Callum McGregor Celtic were playing out of tight areas and, and under pressure Barry spoke about it right from the start if I'm going in there as a Rangers manager I am putting Celtic under so much pressure not drop them off and allow them to get a pass the centre backs or whatever and you maybe have this as a tactic but you see that noise that's building up before the game prior to the match you've got to go and live that and Barry will tell you get a cross and get a shot and get a tackle and Rangers done none of them none of them and for the manager to come out and say that he thought they were probably slightly the better side than the chances what about the chances Celtic had even in the first half final ball Kyogo goes in and flicks one you know um, great defender with James Devaney at the back post to be fair because he stopped Mieda getting on in it yeah. you know so there was a lot of things like that but I thought the manager and as I say I hate being critical of him but I think that interview was delusional if he thought that Barry it's a big word delusional it's, you know, it's a strong yeah, word but it's, yeah but it's tough for me to say this but they've never done enough to win the game Paul yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and say Rangers dominated mm. did they work this into some decent areas yep. yeah but the quality in the final third wasn't good good enough and you could say that about Celtic granted as you say they broke away three or four times apart from the Jack Butland that was a brilliant save for a badder I think it was Mieda there was a, another couple of situations yeah. so yeah I, I, I didn't think Rangers dominated um, and at the end of the day Paul they just didn't do enough mm. weren't good enough to win the game that's that, that was the case on Sunday he needs to be realistic. Uh, he spoke afterwards about... I mean, he heard the fans afterwards. They were far from happy. Yeah, but listen, I understand it. I understand it. We're in there and, and having uh, honest words with each other as well. You know, the week that they've had, they've supported their team over in Heinhoven and today, and they expect us at home, certainly in in this game, to put on a strong performance and get a result. And we didn't get that from today. So it's not no different for Rangers as it is anywhere else. They supported the team for the 90 or 100 minutes, however long the game was on. And at the end, they're frustrated with the results. So I understand it. We know we have to uh, get better results for them in this game. And, and that's what we'll be working away at. Barry? Yeah, that is different, Rangers. You're expecting and you're demanded to win football games. There's nothing like it up here. Um, I, I'm talking for a Celtic, uh, sorry, a Rangers point of view. I'm sure Granite will talk about a Celtic, but you're expected. And if you don't, you're going to come under the um, under the spotlight. The fans are going to be unhappy. Look, I've had it myself. Sure. It's no nice, but if you don't produce the goods, these um, these fans will uh, come down on you like a, a, a ton of bricks. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. But you've got to deal with. It. You've got to have broad shoulders. Well, when in the next game you've got to puff your chest out and go out and show them that you're, you're good players and they didn't do enough in, in Sunday unfortunately Gillian's on from Straven asking what's your team for St Johnson you hinted at it before the break what's your Rangers team then to draw a line under Sunday if they're all fit who would you play here we go <laughs> here we go <laughs> I think we I can guess yeah, Jack sorry. Butland it'd be the same back five yeah. Tavernier Goldson Suter and um, Barisic if he's fat mm -hmm. uh, don't be surprised if he goes away here and, and maybe mm -hmm. whatever his injury sure. was he might um, he might be injured again coming yeah. back so who knows but if he's fat Barisic at left back I would go Raskin, Jack, Sifuentes Cantwell in front and Dessers and Danilo up front What do you think of that Peter? Can't Listen it's, it's difficult for me because I, I just look at it and I think I understand I think Rangers in certain games are very narrow and I heard the mm -hmm. caller earlier on on that and I think in Scotland, Rangers have got to go and just take the game by the scruff of the neck. Mm -hmm. 
and go and put people under pressure, which Celtic are always expected to do and put pressure on the opposition and just hem them right in. And no matter what team you're, Paul, it's not going to be about systems this one. It's not going to be anything like that. It's character. Who's going out there? Who's willing to take it under pressure? Who's willing to make a mistake? Because that's the biggest thing. Who's willing to make a mistake trying to do the right thing? All these things you're going to go out there. And you will sense that as a manager during that. I, I keep saying my problem for Rangers is, and when I look at it, I don't know who, who the striker is. For me, if Roof's fit, he plays. For me in a Rangers team, he plays if he's fit. But they paid 5.8 million or thereabouts for Danilo. Roof's still the best finisher at this moment in time. I think Danilo's got yeah. a wee bit about him. Yeah. I really do. I told you that. Well, I watched him in pre-season yeah. for, and I thought every time I see him, look, he's a finisher. But he played slightly different because he was on his own. So he can go down the side of the centre-back. He can go down the side of that centre-back. He can go between the centre-back. Now you're looking at a partner and it's slightly different. Barry, what would you say? Because I know you yeah, love well, Kmart. Well, to be I don't care what team goes out. Right I want to see, I see a team full of passion Absolutely. and aggression. That's what I want to see. And, and you know what? The, the Rangers fans, I'm sure they'll have, what, two stands or three stands maybe? I don't know what they'll have at McDermott Park, but there'll be a right good following going up there. And listen, they'll be on them in the first ten minutes if they're no, they're no at it. So they they need to be. But in terms, listen, it's a toss of the coin. But who's going to play? I don't care who plays. What they need to do is make sure the, as I says at the start of the show, they need to come back down the, the road with a convincing result and performance with three points. But it shows you, Paul. We keep saying about Celtic Rangers the pressures. Probably in the last couple of weeks people have seen that. Celtic had Kilmarnock and St. Johnson. The building was falling down. Yep. You know what I mean? That, that was it. Because they, they didn't see nobody no, saw no, those but results. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Then you had the injuries. Yeah. You had everything sure. like that. You're going to Ibrox with no supporters. Mm -hmm. All these things. So everything was wrong, you know. Worrying. Brendan Trepidation, you know, everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it changes one result. And that, that, I keep saying that, that shows you People don't understand what it means to the supporters in both clubs, oh. what you're, what they represent. And that's why I say when players come and go, if they don't want to be there, go. Because I keep saying it time and time again, it's the badge in the front you're representing. These people that turn up, we expect you to do that with a pride. Give it everything you've got and you're going to have your bad days and add more bad days than most, but you have to give them everything yeah. you've got. Yeah. What you don't want let what's happened fester because there was Absolutely. a lot of anger. Absolutely. <laughs> And Sunday, and this is the worst thing. Two weeks break. I mean, I'd be climbing the walls. You know what I mean? You you want another game as quickly as possible. Yeah. But listen, it's just the way it's worked out. There's an international break. You can't do anything about it. You just need to make sure you go and you hopefully get the. I'm sure if you go and you produce a good performance, fully heart, um, desire, hunger, whatever you want to call it, the Rangers fans will love that. That's what they expect. That's what they want. Listen, they love seeing good football, but yeah. they want to see somebody where they're heart in their sleeve and, and want to run through brick walls and that's what I want to see for this Rangers team but that's what I'm saying Barry you've got to get shots in Paul you've got yeah, crosses sure. in the box but you've got to pepper their uh, yeah, absolutely yeah. you've got to do that because that's what supporters come to yeah. see against they, the Celtic defence that may never play together again absolutely you know so you've got to ask questions yeah. of it yeah. you know and to be fair to the boys big skills for the first one he goes for a header misses it and it's the yeah. offside goal and you're thinking oh oh here we go and then all of a sudden it was outstanding yeah. in the match Outstanding, See, but there, in these situations, okay, yeah, if it goes one nil in that period, sure. and that's the fine rough. line, yeah. that's the yeah. fine line. Well, then the, the, the goal, it was the free kick, yeah. comes that could be two 0 sure. even though Celtic were the better yeah. team at that particular time. Yeah. Well, and there, the that's fine the way it turns. Right. Absolutely. One yeah. thing I think it will frustrate Michael Beale. They never tested Joe Hart that much. He had Mato the one that he palmed for Matondo. He had Danilo had a great touch over the top where Joe's came out really yeah. quickly. I wanted to go peppered. 
You know, go and put that centre back to who have never played together under severe pressure. And then Johnson comes off, Ralston comes on, obviously Taylor yeah, goes off, sure. Burnaby, Burnaby comes on. Yeah. That's a, a back four, do you think to yourself? Right, go on, let's go and put them under pressure. But they never put them under enough pressure. And that's the thing I'm sure if you ask Michael Beale about, you'll be really angry and frustrated with. I think the big thing you mentioned there, Joe Hart didn't get the credit he deserved. And I don't mean with big saves or that. I'm talking about the ball. Rangers were, because they were under pressure, the ball was going long. Mm -hmm. But it always felt as if it was going to be a problem because the, the, the two centre-backs were split at times. Well. But his area, yeah. his start position, he showed composure at really important times when the ball came into the box late in the game. He showed composure. He knew when to play it quickly. You know, but his positional play yeah. all round was excellent. And I don't think he got the credit for that. I thought he was outstanding in that. And especially when you've lost big players, you know, the Carter Vickers men, yeah. You know, and you've got young boys coming in for the first them. time. Yeah, yeah, you've got young boys, and I know Scales yeah. is 25 and he played last year with Aberdeen, no. but he's young as Celtic player playing in a Celtic Rangers match, which is yeah. completely different. You know, so you've got to tip your hat to him as well. I thought he was outstanding in the match. Can you believe that's the first hour has gone? Barry, no, on you go. No, yeah. I, I'm just thinking, I, I know Scotland have got a game. Yeah, we're um, going to talk. I, I know tomorrow and obviously Tuesday, I, I just want this Rangers game a week and Saturday. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm sure the fans will be desperate <laughs> for it. I, I, I would like to think the players are like this because there's a lot of talk going on and and it's not nice and we, we, I've been through it as a player yeah. Granty's been through it yeah. as a player and my mindset would be this game needs to come as yeah. quickly as possible I think Brendan and Michael going into the game Paul but have been both saying this is the one we want to win because there's a yeah. two week break coming up and I don't want to be this sitting in my head sure. or a draw you don't go don't, and don't, want don't, to get a draw I know that don't, right. don't lose this game sure, don't lose it yep you know can we put this up in social media? A few people are asking. That picture, James has found it. We're going to put it up on our Insta. It's Ian Durant, a young Ian Durant, with a youngster there in a Ranger strip. How cute's that wee fella there? Is that yeah, you? Well, so, well, I, I've not been called that <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> I'm, I'm much old time going with that older. picture. I'm Can allowed to see He was it. one of my heroes, obviously. Yeah. Him and my brother growing yeah. up. Um, granted, played oh, against fantastic him. players, play, yeah. roommates, and everything. We always with yeah, Gerard okay. and Derek. We're going to take the news, then we'll find out a bit more about it, and then more calls. And yet, we're looking forward to Scotland. They play in forty-eight hours. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for the best customer service. Call 0800 233 Let's go. Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. Well, Barry Ferguson did say at five do we need to talk about the game at the weekend and then we had 60 <laughs> minutes worth there but actually great conversation about it from Peter Grant Barry Ferguson thanks for all your calls thanks for making the switch a couple of million people um, have uh, seen the social media stuff the other uh, day Barry your passion was there but yeah listen it's a, you're hearing from lots of people it's all about opinions of course and I have yeah. no problem with that and I disagreed with somebody's yeah. opinion yeah. and that's the way it is as I said Paul there's a lot of frustration and anger out there at this moment in time and hopefully that will change because listen me especially I want to see Rangers do really well and start winning games of, games of football and hopefully they start that with the, the first game back against St Johnson because they've got some cracking games coming up in the Europa mm -hmm. League uh, and then they've got the, obviously the quarter final 
But domestically, that's where it really matters. That's your bread and butter. That's what you 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 set out for the first day pre season as league championship. And for the Celtic fans, they'll be looking forward to the Champions League. Peter uh, Brendan Rodgers have they turned a corner now with the Celtic fans? Can they park the you know the twenty nineteen disappearance to Leicester and just give them a chance? Listen, I said it was my first choice. As soon as Andrew yeah. went, I said yeah. Brendan, but you go to the top draw and you get a top draw. Uh, coach and that's what he is there's no doubt about that I mentioned him and Potter at the time because uh, I think you've got to look what they've done and the players they've dealt with and how they deal with it and the way they want to play and listen everyone's not going to be perfect that's always no. the way it is you've always got to win games of football when you're representing Celtic Paul that's that makes life a hell of a lot easier for everyone and I said to you before about the pressures that Celtic Rangers both play under is only probably second to probably Manchester United that proved again over the last couple of weeks as I said but I think Brendan coming back, but also the players. There's a hell of a young group of players there. And as I say, some of them are, we don't know, which we didn't know about Kyogo, but like say Yang, you know. And, and I'm looking at uh, the young boy I spoke about earlier on, the wee midfield player. He was excellent. You know, Thiago. Yeah, home. Home. Yeah, sure. I thought he was excellent. Celtic fans like him. But yeah. I've seen him a few times, Paul. He's got a wonderful feel for the ball. He looks as if he's playing with his slippers on. You know what I mean? He's got such a good touch. And I think these things are important. And it's exciting for us. But listen, you're always one game away. <laughs> and that's why it's so important to preparing for the next one and the next one and the next one. Because it's, that's how quickly it changes. Everybody thinks it's not going well. You win. Uh, great. Now you've got to win trophies. You've got to be the killers in the domestic game. Never mind everything else. Europe is brilliant. And I hope we get the same sort of level of performance. Obviously more points this time. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry, former Scotland captain. Peter, former Scotland international. Shall we talk Scotland? Yeah, because let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what does Michael Beale think? No, I'm <laughs> I've never been more desperate to talk about something else. <laughs> but back on the line, no. <laughs> right, so let's hear from Ryan Christie. He's been uh, on... Well, we no, yeah. heard Ryan Christie for yeah. ages. <laughs> He's looking forward to Cyprus against Scotland. I think it doesn't need to be spoken about. I think we all kind of know it. I think we all realise it. Like I said, we've 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 started very very well. But again, it's you know it is only halfway in the in the group, and you know we've been on the opposite side of the coin, and and we managed to claw our way back into group. So so we know how it can change. So obviously Friday's a a big game, and and if you want to qualify for tournaments, you need to go to to places like this and and pick up three points. For sure, it'll be absolutely roasting over there. The temperatures will be, I don't know, well Seen into the kickoffs quarter to ten. That's right. That, that's good. Obviously, yeah. it's yeah. good for for Scotland. For us, obviously, yeah. they'll be. The separates will be used to that, but that'll be a tough one because if you mm. think about the last game, it was 1-0 up until yeah. about two or three minutes to go and I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott Stop. McTominay got the, got the goal. So that, that'll be a, a tough one. You've got to take the heat into consideration. But I'll go back to, I look at the players we've got, Paul, Yard McTominay's, Billy Gilmer's, John McGinn's, Kieran Tierney's. We've got real good quality um, in that squad. What are you thinking, Peter and Barry, about Elliot Anderson? So, the young guy who can play for Scotland or yeah. England. So, he withdrew yesterday after training, said he was, uh, yeah, well, there's a, some kind of uh, injury. Yeah. So, Peter, what do you think? We can see today, nobody knows for sure, but is there a danger we lose him to England? Listen, I keep saying it, Paul, it's like club uh, football. If you, you don't want to, to play, yeah. don't be there. Uh, Barry spoke about Scott McTominay. When Alex spoke to Scott about coming, and his father and that, he was desperate to come. That's the difference. That was Alec McLeish and uh, yeah, your assistant yeah. then. So yeah. he goes and speaks to him and explains the situation to him, manages to get him, the boy's desperate to come. He? And he proves yeah. that with his performances, he's been outstanding and a fantastic professional as well. You know, and um, 
that is the difference. Yeah. We, we we don't really know about the young boy if it's an injury or not. But hope it is. Hope it is because I would hate to think that he's waited to get a call up, agreed to it, and then all of a sudden thought had second thoughts to it. Yeah. Um, I'd hate that. He's a quality player. There is no doubt of that. Um, yeah. But as you say, if they don't want to play for Scotland, I've no I've no worries about. It, but I sure. don't cry about that because if they don't want to play, and they want to go to England. On you go, no problem. If they don't want to come to the altar for the the wedding, uh, then that, don't force them. Yeah, would yeah, that be fair? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Barry, what do you feel on it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. Look, it could be an injury. Yeah, we, absolutely. we don't know. Um, but listen, he's he's a fine young player. I can see why Stevie Clark wanted to get him into the squad, and you're hoping to get him over there and be pretty comfy in the game and pop him on and that's that done and dusted but um, just need to wait to see what, what happens going forward but there's there's um, it's clear that he's a very good player and he's somebody that I'm sure um, Stevie Clark will be desperate um, to get into that, that squad on a regular basis so we've got 12 points haven't we which is absolutely brilliant maximum after the first four games here's Ryan Christie again yeah we've definitely got ex- experience now in, in, in doing it I think obviously qualifying for the last one you know, I'm sure you guys felt it too was just like a massive kind of weight off the shoulders if, if anything and up to that point it felt like almost there was you know we were jinxed not to qualify for anything so you know to to get rid of that feeling you know it's nice it's definitely gone and you know now it's just like I said it's the the progression we need to now um, keep qualifying for these tournaments because we've got a, a good enough squad to do it now. Nothing breeds like success Peter. I think it's so important the group's been together for a while now you know I think that's important most of them are playing games week in, week out, which I always think is massive because you're not bringing guys in where there have been substitutes for their club sides. So they're up to game speed. I think that that's relevant now and I think that you're seeing the benefit of it. And they're putting in fantastic performances and, and more importantly, fantastic results. You know, they know how to dig results out and they've known how to play to, to win a game. So it doesn't matter. As Barry said, it was late against Cyprus the last time, but they still got there. Whereas before, they'd probably been the opposite, you know what I mean? Sure. You'd ended yeah. up losing a scrappy goal out of nothing. And they've managed to do that and they've done it time and time again. So great credit to them and looking forward to it. And I'm, can, can qualify, am I right, on Friday night? Well, Is that correct? It depends if I get, if what I get happens. A yeah, yeah, the results go yep. for us. Yeah, yep. they, could, they could actually do it. So what a fantastic thing to yep. be into. Georgia have played three. We've played four, as you know, maximum points. Then there's Georgia have played three, they've got four points. Norway have played four, they've got four. Spain have only played two games, they're on three points. And Cyprus, no points, but not to take them uh, for granted. Team Spirit's a big thing they talk about. I would agree with them. It is it's probably the, like the perfect mix of, of, of both sides of it. Um, I've never had it so perfect in, in any other kind of club I've um, been a part of in, in my career. Um, you, you kind of see it when everybody meets up and it's, it has a, a brilliant laugh with each other. But, you know, when, when game time kind of rolls around or when we're on the training pitch, everybody's completely locked in. So, um, yeah, it's just a nice feeling. Like I said before, I think it also helps when when everybody's meeting up and everyone's just kind of sliding in again, you know, back to normal and, and ready to go again. Um, you know, it definitely helps and, and hopefully that'll help on Friday. Barry, we will take nothing for granted because we'll need to, won't we, in the heat in Cyprus? Yeah, I mean, I think you can see that with the performances over the piece over the last few years that um, they don't take any game lightly, whether it's Cyprus or whether it was Spain, they were playing, they would treat it the same way and I think that's that's crucial. It's going to be tough, as I said, I mean, it's going to be absolute sweltering out there. But I'm sure we've got the quality and the know-how now. And they know they're very, very close to getting to, to Germany. 
Um, so I, I think they'll go over there and get the job done. Well, they've been doing the hot weather training here anyway, haven't they? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so they're prepared yeah. for it, so it's no problem. <laughs> Scotland's roasting. It sure is. <laughs> John Carver, who's doing the job that you did, assisting the manager, has been speaking about qualification. Well, it's it's our job to do that. I think what you find with the players is that they're very level-headed, so they don't listen to the outside noise, and I think that's important. Um, and we we encourage that. But... As a group of staff and players, we've had some big games recently. They always say the next game is the biggest, and it is. But it's not about can we qualify on Friday night. It's about when we qualify. Uh, we haven't done anything yet. We haven't qualified. It's only the halfway stage. You know, we've f- still four games to go, and you know how quickly it can turn in football. So we don't get ahead of ourselves. We're not thinking about the game after Cyprus. All we're thinking about is Cyprus and. And I think that's a total focus. Peter, it's the only area maybe that we... I mean, the midfield, there's such so many players there. You know, we hear from Ryan Christie, but whether or not he would play up front, we could do with even more. I know it's to do with the nationality. Um, it comes in phases. You, are you concerned about up front or Shea Adams? No, is he... Listen, I really like Shea Adams. Yeah. I know the last game he was left out of the squad, but I yeah. said to you, I thought his work ethic... The thing he misses, obviously, is the goal. You know, because his work ethic, the chances he got were great, and he was a real good team player. And Barry, I'll tell you that when you play football, you've got a team player in. The, the players love them because they do a hell of a lot of work. You know, but they've got a good mixture. I think. You know, I think I wouldn't be surprised. I think the strikers at Scotland got suit the way the team plays. If you understand what I'm saying, but if you've got a number nine who waits not half a chance or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they don't need that. We need somebody that's going to be willing to work the line, put their neck on it. If it's set plays, are they going to put their face in where they're going to get hurt? And I think we've got the mix of that up the front line now. And we've got midfielders that can score. John McGinn, obviously, is one of them. But if you like Stuart Armstrong's and all these guys, you know, I've always got a goal on Ryan Christie. You know, they've all got goals in them. So I think that's very, very... Scott McTominay, you know... So you need that. So I think we've got goals Lewis in Ferguson. the group. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But you need goal scorers in the middle of the pitch, from the middle of the pitch of the way you're playing now, especially if you play with a one striker. Scotland have got that with these boys now. Barry, yeah, then a lot of goals do come from the midfield. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, it's a brilliant thing to have, Paul. Yeah, you don't need absolutely. to rely on your your number nine to score all the goals, and that's the great thing about this Scotland team at this moment in time. There's goals coming um, not just for the midfielders, even the defenders are popping up with goals every now and then. So it's a great thing to have. And it just it just when you listen to the guy speak, whether it's a Ryan Christie or a Billy Gilmer or a McTominay or a McGinn, they're all they, they sound like they're, they're desperate to really do it. I'm not saying that before they weren't desperate, but there's just a, a real good togetherness a good feeling about them um, and do you know what that happens see when you win games you go in confidence you get better and better and you can see this this group and I think looking at the squad this group can go on another 46 years easily wow. yep. and that's a great thing and what he's doing as well is he's adding some young ones like Hickey you've got Lewis sure. uh, there'll be another one or two I've no the doubt young boy for Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. Yeah. so now yeah. they're starting to pop in and um, and there's I mean Hickey for me I don't know what you think I'm granted honestly every time I watch I don't know what foot he kicks me his <laughs> technique that? honestly for exactly. a full back his technique is unbelievable but the and experience he's getting bad yeah I know Italy and that's the Premiership it's yeah. phenomenal he goes away for a couple of million pounds we, we lost him here why Celtic and Rangers don't sniff about players like that I don't know he's not but like Celtic as a kid yeah he would get let go I think yep. didn't he yep. 
then he goes away to Bologna does brilliant he goes to Brentford for what I don't know 15 million quid or whatever it was and he's, he's just exceptional down there and every time I've seen him in Scotland he's what a player he's going to go further in England oh, yeah. easy mm-hmm. easy well you think if you've got Patterson you've yeah. got Hickey mm-hmm. if you've got Robertson you've got Tierney yeah. You know, and what about Tierney? Sorry, back. I was reading about him yesterday. He was saying about Stevie Clark and the way he stood by him last season because he didn't get as much game time at Arsenal. So it's great news, isn't it? Kieran Tierney's gone to the Basque region. But it's brilliant. You know, but listen, you'd always pick. I wouldn't care if Kieran Tierney was playing the reserves. You know, he's still been picked because he's never let Scotland down and we know how the quality he's got. He's Scotland's best. And, and Andy Robertson's obviously won trophies, not, but he's the best defender, even at left back. But he's playing at left centre back, can play there. He's just a top player. And I'm saying, I look at the Arsenal team and Keaton Tierney should be playing in the Arsenal team before the left-backs I see playing for them now. And I don't know what that, that reason is. And I know they talk about this inverted full-back and whatever. Kieran Tierney is their best defender, but also gets forward. But he's their best defender in that Arsenal group of players. Barry? I, well, I, I've you said many, it, it, it just baffled me why he never played at Arsenal. Um, I know he had a few injury problems I get that but he's been fit and I fully expected him to, to play this season oh, and um, there's obviously been an issue there and I'm sure it will come out in time but I think Arsenal it's Arsenal's loss um, I'm surprised they went over there but listen they've done well last season there's no doubt about it I thought there would have been bigger clubs come in for him but he'll definitely move on for Arsenal I don't see him having a, a future there but in my eyes he's um, he's a real driving force and that Scotland. I was team. so surprised Newcastle never bought him. Oh, what I thought he was a t- I made typical, yeah. especially the way that support is. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that they love, somebody that plays with a passion, wants mm-hmm. to defend or put a tackle in, get forward, put crosses in the box. Mm-hmm. And they've got big Dan Burn, who I worked with at Fulham, is a fantastic yeah. big boy, but Local they've got Dan boy. playing out there. Yeah. You know, Kieran Tierney all day long. Mm-hmm. And I know talk about height weather, but Kieran Tierney playing for Newcastle left back, I could see them. But not only that, Paul, we talk about when people get into a a training ground and you're training he would lift the training just the way he trains you know so all these things you put them all together and I don't know if it was through the financial fair play I'm not sure that's if exactly that, what I was going to say to I you don't know. I've just watched the Newcastle have you seen it yet Barry? No, I've, it's, it's I'm really good just finishing one other one the off one. and then I'm okay. moving on to that one Paul <laughs> below deck is it you're watching <laughs> <laughs> Captain Sandy uh, Peter I think that might be part of it the yeah, financial but that's because, the only thing yeah. I could see because there is absolutely no doubt He'd have made Newcastle better also, you know. He's a top quality player and could play for that sort of club with that passion yeah. of the fans because mm-hmm. of the way he plays the, the game. But I jumped in, you were saying, so there are other younger players coming through, I think you were saying as well, just before I jumped in there, you know, Patterson, there's yeah, so many absolutely. others, Gilmer. So you've got mixtures at Gilmer's, yeah. Ferguson, you know, all these kids, you know, and I still like really Josh right. Doy, you know, sure. when I see him get away. Right. Yeah. And I think he's a mm-hmm. top quality player. So you're saying there's another one that's coming in that can't even get in squads and that at this moment in time so you're hoping that this conveyor belt of players continues and continues because that's so so important for us you know I'm, I'm delighted to see Billy Gilmer back playing on a regular basis at, at Brighton I watched the game at the weekend yeah he was he was excellent he kind of lost his way a wee bit obviously it must affect him when he moves for a, a, obviously Chelsea to Brighton the manager who buys him moves two weeks later that must um, affect you in some manner, but he's come back and I think since he could get back into the Scotland team, he's been excellent and as I said, I watched him at the weekend um, against Newcastle. He's he's just a proper footballer, isn't he? And it Brilliant suits him exactly. Mm-hmm. You talk about managers. 
how they can make a player because if somebody comes in and doesn't want to play that way maybe yeah. goes a wee bit more direct See, this is whatever. the thing it cracks me everything's about like height always is strong yeah, enough is he physical absolutely. enough come on it's what he does what with the football sure. well the best team I've well, seen the last 20 years in Barcelona mm-hmm. I think they're all about 5 foot 7 yeah, I heard that yeah. a few apart times from Busquets, apart from Busquets it, cra- it cracks me up that yeah Oh, is he physical enough? Listen, see what the guy does with the, the football. Absolutely. And of course, he was man of the match at the game at Wembley two years ago. Yeah, and of brilliant. course, we've got England yeah, yeah. on Tuesday. And Ben Doak, there's another one for the future. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They're at Liverpool right through pre season. That's all you've seen. Yeah. Liverpool supporters told me, who's this Ben Doak? How good he was. You know, and he picked off a slight injury and came back again. It was excellent. And Klopp has been singing his praises. But he looks as if he's got a right good attitude to his game. You know, wants to improve, plays with enthusiasm, plays with a drive and a determination. So if you're getting kids like this coming through, hopefully we're going to be in a lot more competitions and we're not just sitting watching all these other national teams on the television. We're going to be watching Scotland more often. With a good place, the national team. I'm enjoying watching them. They're they're a very good watch. And Grant mentioned that earlier on. um, It's a good mixture about them. They, They play good stuff, but see when it's back, Backs against the wall stuff. They, they know how to defend. Yeah, they yeah. put a, off. They put their body on the line. So, I listen, Germany. No doubt about it. We're there, aren't we? Yeah, for sure. And hopefully, goes go radio. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> Jurgen Klinsmann. Someone's on asking Alan, saying, "What's the story with Jurgen Klinsmann?" I see in the media today. He was saying, "Yeah, I played in Scotland in the Peter Grant testimonial, and that's true." So, what was the present afterwards? What was it? Um, what was I gave it? them. Yeah. A 25-year-old whiskey for all the players. Which one? Um, Can you remember? I can't remember. Just Paul, make it up. No, I, no I can't remember. I, I, don't <laughs> know, I, don't, I don't know them all, but yeah. they all come back. Matthias and the manager yeah. was Trapatoni. <laughs> have you any more? You know, sort of stuff, yeah. you know. But they were brilliant. As a club, they were magnificent. They sent Gert Muller over. I think I've told the story before. Yeah. Sent Gert Muller over about three months prior to mm-hmm. it. You know, but as a club, they were brilliant to deal with. So they were a credit on the night. Everything and Klinsman scored two. Unfortunately, we lost the game two one. But it was a brilliant night, and it was brilliant playing against these superstars. So it was nice to see him back in Scotland at the weekend. Whiskey? No, no. I, I would I, love. To, do you know yeah. what? I, I just watch somebody <laughs> drink it in that wee glass, and I think oh, it's, that looks cool, doesn't it? In I moderation. Cannot. Yeah. I've tried so many, and I just. Nah, it's not for me. Oh, not for me either. But they were. They were. Do you usually, like Occasionally, oh, yeah. yeah. Aye, we malt. I tell you what, I like now Lagavulin. There you are. But oh, occasionally, and listen only if you're <laughs> he, over. He just uh, signed for Celtic. I'm not just about to say that. <laughs> only, if some, <laughs> only if someone else is paying for it. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go. Yep, countdown's on to the Ryder Cup. Peter, Barry, Barry, I know you love your golf. The Ryder Cup is always really special and we're usually the underdogs and then we surprise everybody. Yeah, well, the, the last time the Ryder Cup was here, America trounced us, didn't yeah. they? Let's be honest. But I, I'm looking at that, that Ryder Cup, the European Ryder Cup team and young, some young ones in there, but Paul, some unbelievable players. Um, so... Listen, just coming up against America, who have got top players as well, but I fancy us. I think we've got a, a top team. Fingers crossed. Peter, looking forward. Quite a few people are on asking for both of you. What do you think of the Champions League? What's going to happen there? And also for Rangers in the Europa League. First up for Celtic, it's uh, Rotterdam, Feyenoord. Now there's a there's a fixture in Absolutely. Celtic folklore. Well, you go yeah. back to 71 when they lost the yeah. cup final yeah. and you've obviously had great people that's came to Celtic win. And Henrik Larson, you know, so there's obviously a big connection there. And listen, it's a fantastic draw. I think it's 
a draw that there's possibilities, especially in the home games. Every game is really difficult. There is, a, there is absolutely no getting away from it. And I know everyone says that in players, oh, everybody, yeah. every game is difficult, but it's fact. You know, the quality of the players, um, there are no mugs about in any, any of these competitions nowadays. And it's, but as I say, it's, I love being involved in the, the, the Champions League, watching it and listening to the players and the, the names of the clubs that's coming out of the hat again. It was really, really exciting and you look forward to it. But I think it's a really good draw and it gives us an opportunity to pick up. As I say, I'll settle for the same performances yeah. as long as we get more points because our performances last year I thought were much, much better and we tend the games to try and win them and try and get something from them. So I'd take that plus obviously try and get more points to qualify. Barry, I'm going to ask you about Celtic and Rangers in Europe, but let's go on to either Motherwell or Scotland, or maybe both, because Stephen Reside is on the line, a big Motherwell and Scotland fan. Hi, Stephen. I'll be a wee bit of both, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. Where, where are you in the table? Just remind us. <laughs> Joint top. Joint top. Yeah. Joint top. No, <laughs> listen, I've pulled games in, um, so I'm not getting too carried away yet, but I don't think this is a fluke by any matter that means. Um, you look at the stats, Chuck Kettlewell, he's got a 70% win rate as Motherwell manager. Since he came in, we've only got two points worse than Celtic. He's unbeaten in the league away. And by the way, we've only really got three fixtures at the club. We've got three injured in John Obika, Connor Wilkinson and Mika Bader, who we brought in on loan from Arsenal. So it's, it's, it just shows you how good a job Chuck Kettlewell's doing. Um, we look really organised we did at the start of the season we won't concede many goals and that seems to be the case I, I think, I think yeah. it's been quite incredible Paul actually when I seen that start the other day there mm-hmm. they only two points yeah. I thought it was incredible and it's great credit to Stuart and his staff because I always liked him as a coach I thought you know it was very difficult I don't think people would think you're a good coach if you're losing games at Ross County if you understand what I'm saying because it's difficult to win week in week out with Ross County but it doesn't mean you're a bad coach you know, you watch their teams, they're organised, they try and do the things the right way and they've not maybe got the quality to win the games. But you could see his teams were always progressive in their respect yeah. to difficult to beat, organised, all these things, which you have to be. And he's, obviously when you get better players and you start getting results and you have a belief and then last season you have a Van Veen who scored the amount of goals yeah. he did. You know, you always need that no matter how organised you're and that's the slight, the slight difference. He's not became a good coach overnight. He's been a very, very good coach throughout since he started because he's put the hard yards in and the earls in to try and be a, a manager and he's getting his, he's reaping his rewards for it so I'm delighted for him. He looks, sounds and is so professional. Yeah, I mean, what a difference he's, he's made to Muddle um, as a team. I watched the highlights. I thought it was a brilliant goal to be honest with you. Spittle with the slide rail pass. Slattery with the, the brilliant running finish. I couldn't believe actually the linesman was getting it offside to start with when it was about a yard or two on side but yeah listen I like the look of them they're very as Granite just says they're very well coached there's no doubt about that and bear in the mind they went down to 10 men and they had 25 or so minutes left to, to play that's including extra time and they, they held out so that shows you they've got a bit about them as well but um, yeah he's, he's done a phenomenal job um, Stuart Kettlewell there's no doubt about it Can you hold on to him in the long run? I mean this is the thing well, people are now noticing aren't they? Well, that's always the issue, isn't it? But that, I mean, I remember Stephen Robinson at the club. He was linked with every job under the sun. I believe he actually turned down the Northern Ireland job to stay at Motherwell. So hopefully, um, I'm sure Stuart will have his suitors um, not before long, but hopefully 
he can see see the kind of a squad he's got there, and he can see what the job he's doing doing for a while. But I, I I'm wise enough to know that if he continues doing well, it's just like any player he'll not be at Motherwell for long. But as long as he's still in the dugout, then I, I'm going to enjoy it, especially if he keeps up a seventy percent win ratio. That is phenomenal, <laughs> Stephen. How good is young Lennon Miller now? Seventeen. Honestly, I I can't believe he's 17 every time I watch him. He's so good in tight spaces, technically brilliant. Um, And I say this every time I'm on, but he's always scanning, always looking. So he's a very, very wise footballer. And I I think um, he'll definitely be one that that goes on to play for Scotland in the future. Um, But no, uh, he's got goals in his game as well, by the way. Um, we've, We've no seen... A lot of that, I think he only scored one in the Bet Fred Cup, but listen, he's been an absolute revelation in but, the middle of that park. A lot of people were complaining about the fact that we lost Sean Goss. We've got, no, this is no disrespect to Sean Goss, this is just how good Lennon Miller is. We've got somebody in there now that's 10 times a player than mine. Barry, you know his dad well, he'll be really yeah. proud of his boy. Yeah, no wonder yeah. he's he's got a he's got a bright, bright future. I, I've watched him a a number of times now and um, you like to see Lanarkshire's boys come through <laughs> and, and start know. playing that's where they produce all the best players yeah, and, I mean at 17 he just turned 17 it just shows you how much confidence Stuart Kettlewell's got in him um, and the only downside to that is when somebody's breaking through at Muddle and doing really well a lot of the big clubs will be looking at him um, and I'm sure Muddle will be well compensated but at this moment in time it's brilliant to just go and let the young man play Gain that experience and then um, go and let him do his thing. But listen, the boy knows how to play the, the game of football. And I think he's, that's why you don't worry about it. I think that's why you don't worry about it because you enjoy them while they're there. Yeah, sure. I think that's the thing with them. And it's the same with Stuart. Stuart will be a wee bit, he'll be looking at it and think, well, I was out of work for three years. Do I jump at the first thing? You know, I'm doing well here. So there's all these things coming to shoot. So I could work in Mullerwell's favour also. You know, I'm content here because I know how quickly football changes. You change your job and then you find yourself out of work within a couple of months. It's a good club, Mullerwell, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And as I said, as you said, the club's always well supported in the respect that they want their team to yeah. do well as supporters. Mm. And I see that I go and quite watch them quite a bit because yeah, I just dot about going to different games. And it's great, and you can sense the atmosphere. The, the punters are there enjoying it, you know, and I think that's important as well, you know. So you get that, and that's why I say don't be worried about the players getting lost or getting sold yeah. on. Enjoy them while they're there, and it's the same with Stuart and that as well. Stephen, a week on Saturday, is this the battle for third place? Motherwell against St Mirren? Well, I think it's true, what you say, it's the battle for third place. Um, but what a position it would put us in going into Ibrooks. Um, well, Barry won't like to hear me say this, but if Rangers get beat off St Johnson, we could be going to Ibrox seven points ahead of them, which is, is just remarkable. Um, and listen, I think we can go to places like Ibrox and places like Celtic Park and, and be confident. We've Barry, not lost an away game under Sir Kettlewell, so why should, I've said it's not work, so why shouldn't we be confident? I've just fell off my chair with Stephen says Try to register that there. Yeah, I hope we don't get beat. Stephen, I hope we don't get beat up at, up at St Johnson. But listen, Motherwell, I mean, you go to Tynecastle, which is the third probably up there with Petodre and Easter Road. Definitely the hardest to take the for. Yeah, 100%. And they've went there and, um, as I said, they've, they've deserved the win and they've done it the hard way as well, going down to 10 men. And 
the way that they're playing, you've got to go to these places confident. As long as you're well set up, you know you'll get one or two chances and it's all about making sure you, you take care of the, the chances. But yeah, look, Muddle, I mean, they've got to be looking at top six. I know they like to go about their business quietly, but you've got to respect the fact that they're, they're doing exceptionally well at this moment in time. Stephen, did they look after you at Hearts, the facilities, the disabled area? I actually didn't have anybody to take the uh, take me to the game on Sunday, so uh, oh, but I, right. but I found ways to get it, which I'm, I don't right, want good. to be one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, right. Uh, I, so, I did watch it, and uh, no, it was a really yeah. good performance. I like, I do like the facilities at Hearts, you know, yeah. elevated and you know, above the goal, so tight to the pitch as well. I think it's probably one of the best. Well, definitely one of the mm-hmm. best atmospheres. You can in hear. Scotland there's a lot of people that have played there that say that and, sure. and oh. that's something that I'd echo but it's always good to, to, to mm. hear the jambles silent <laughs> <laughs> Peter liked that one uh, they both loved oh, that I by, by the way a brilliant place aye. to play yeah. football they're so Proper close great. to you as Stephen just mentioned the disabled but is a bit higher up as well so it'll be brilliant for them making sure they get the the right facilities but it's a great play they touch tight to you the ball yeah. goes out they're virtually I was, going to, I was going to say tap me in the shoulder they're doing more than tap me in the shoulder that's for sure and Stephen I take it you're not in Cyprus but you'll be I would imagine at Hamden on Tuesday first of all though yeah will we go in on Tuesday celebrating that we're just about there surely in Germany oh but you've got to think so um, and uh, I posted a post on the Tartan Army group on Facebook uh, there's a scenario that Spain beat Georgia mm-hmm. on Friday night and then Georgia and Norway draw and Tuesday night, as long as we beat Cyprus, that's what's qualified. Um, right. And I was getting comments that mm-hmm. this is Scotland, we would be the one country to mess it up. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't go along with that. Yeah. This team's different. This team is different. And that's no disrespect to the to the, the Scotland teams of the past. What this team have is experience of qualifying. And when we qualify for Germany, we're going to go there and we're going to do a lot better because of that experience. That's a fair point, you know. You, and I like to use it when we qualify. I think that's important. We've got to, we, we spoke about it last year when me and Barry were sitting here going into games. You've got to put the shoulders back and say, well, "Listen, we're Scotland." You know what I mean? And I know you've got to try and build that with that reputation, but you've got to get in there without that fear. We've got players that's playing at the highest level, so why shouldn't we begin with that that belief? And if you don't get them with the belief of these boys all playing, as I say, in the Premiership or a Celtic or a Rangers or whatever. If you're not going in with that belief, when are you ever going to go in with it? You know, and I think if you're you know, going to... You know, the biggest thing for me, the biggest thing for me, I think there's only three... Now, this is not disrespect to the Scottish League, but there's only three players, I think, in the squad that, that play for, like, Celtic yeah, Rangers. Yeah, there's that's a lot right. of players that are playing in Italy and England, and that just shows you the quality of the squad in itself. That's correct. You know, that's, that's only the three, because I think it's Callum McGregor, Ryan Jack, and... John Suter. John Suter. Well that's done, Barry. That's a good point, isn't it? They're, they're spread all over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you go back, maybe even just four or five years ago, it was like League One and Championship. Yeah. Now you're looking at guys yep. playing at the, the the top level, no doubt about it. As Stephen just mentioned, there are guys playing in Italy as well, so it's it's brilliant to see. But I'm, I'm never overconfident with going into games or whatever. I just think that's not the right yep. way to be. But I look at this group of players and and. Um, I just get every confidence in them that they'll go there and get the job done on Sunday. I think it'll be tough, but 
there's so much experience Stephen, Stephen made a good point they've got the experience of qualifying they know what it's like they had the disappointment the last time you don't want that to happen again so I think they'll go over to Cyprus and, and get the job done there's sure. no doubt about that and then you're going to Hamden I take it Tuesday Yep, and it'll be brilliant once we beat England and get to celebrate <laughs> qualifying in the same night. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> perfect double that. What we want to know is, have you apologised to your dad for what you said this time last year? Actually, it was relevant at the time. Remember when you came on the programme, you said, my dad's got more points in his licence than Motherwell had <laughs> at that point. So. Well, well, thankfully he's driving the North horrendous and he's not got more points in his this season. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but no, uh, no, it's just a wee joke. But, uh, Indeed, uh, listen, of course. As long as my dad's driving, keeps improving and Motherwell keep winning at that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Fantastic. Happy days, isn't it? Are you actually in Rutherglen? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Aye, aye. so that's Lanarkshire as well Lanarkshire. we're all Lanarkshire tonight aye. it's no happy days yeah. listen I'm oh, a bit sorry. down you know, <laughs> I know, I mean, yeah, you're Stephen. just honestly no. he's tearing into me here Stephen <laughs> as a neutral then from the point of view of Rangers Celtic whatever what, what do you make of it all the furor over the weekend have you got a view about about that game listen it's, it's never the free kick in a million years um, if I'm being brutally honest the way, the way I always try and look at these decisions is if that was given against me, yeah. would I be raging? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then sure. nine times out of ten, it's not free kick, is it? No, I think it's most people athlete. agreed. Sure. Uh, um, but in terms of the game itself, it's, it's a vital, vital one for Celtic. And uh, I think Baddy's going to cut me off after this, but <laughs> Celtic have got the likes of Cameron Carter, Vickers, and players to come back that that will make their squad stronger. Hatati. With the Rangers, they've really got what they've got at the minute, um, and and I don't know, I don't, I don't think Betters has settled or um, is used to playing up front in his own. I don't know why. If I was a Rangers fan, I'd be sitting here saying to Michael Beale, "Why do you not try something different? Go to up front." Danilo looks a better player for me for what I've seen him, and I just don't know why. Um, I don't know if Barry's got his pom-poms in with him tonight. I have, mate. I got a brand new set. I don't know why Danilo's sitting on the bench. Yeah. I don't get it. Barry, you expect Danilo to see more of Danilo and maybe yeah, Danilo well, and Listen, he was a marquee signing, Paul. He was the one that they, they went out to try and get. He, he chased them for I don't know how long and it was there was, I think, a couple of bids rejected. So that showed me how much Michael B wanted to bring him in. The only surprising thing for me is I've not seen him start the important games. And if you bring in somebody for, I don't know what to expect, but in yeah. between five and six million pounds, which is a hell of a lot of money for Scottish yeah. football, I, I, I need to see him start games of football. And I, I think he'll, I, I believe in my mind that he'll start next week against, sorry, I'll be eating Saturday against St. Johnson. Stephen, thanks for that call. I think Barry might help you the next game, away game, if there's any more of that snash you're giving Barry there. You can, <laughs> you can give him a, take him safely to the game. I'd love to see him try and tackle me, even though I'm in the wheelchair. I'll so get a good go. <laughs> Put the pom-poms on the chair. <laughs> Stephen Reside, an absolute tonic. Great to hear from you on the programme. And we were just about to talk about Motherwell and St Mirren and some of the other teams as well. A bit more in Scotland. Bit more on the big two next as well. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. It's going to be Craig Moore, the former Rangers and Australian star, and Leanne Crichton, Scotland women's star, 
of 72 internationals, I think it is, and also, of course, coaching and has been playing at Motherwell. Good results today for Glasgow City and for Celtic in the Champions League qualifiers. Talk more about that tomorrow night on the programme. That's from five tomorrow evening. Going back on the lines now, Colin is on the line from Bells Hill, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Colin. Evening, guys. Hey, how are you doing? Colin. Yeah, how are you? How are you feeling now? Yeah, just took me a, took me about two or three days to kind of calm down. I, I, I never spoke to any of my family members for about two days. <laughs> I've, I've got my my dad and my brother, my wee nephew, they're all Celtic daft, so I never, it's very safe to say I never spoke to them. <laughs> See, it's, it's great. that's how it affects people. It's Listen, I was the same. Don't you worry, Colin. I was the same for two or three days. I was never trying to get in contact with all my pals. It was Rangers supporters, but they were just blank me. <laughs> so what are you no, thinking um, now I'll, that the, the dust has settled? Although I'm not sure it has, but what, what do well, you feel? I, I, see, a lot of people are jumping down Michael Beale's kind of back mm-hmm. here saying they want him out. Right? But see... It's, the way I'm looking at it, right? See, um, if that, I, I think Rangers are drained the confidence. The way, I mean, let, let's let's be honest. None of the two teams were in the best of forms going into the game, but when Rangers came out the traps flying, and they got that goal that was offside. Yeah. But the Rangers didn't know at the time it was offside. They were celebrating, and then obviously it gets chopped off. Fair yeah. news, it was offside. And then they pick themselves up again, and then they go and get us get themselves another goal about ten fifteen minutes later, and then all far they get let down again with with a foul that Dead was made or was that a foul? Who knows? I don't know. But um, anyways, so again the away they they're on a high thinking that they're they've got to go in front again. Yeah. And then it gets chopped off. And then there's a few offside decisions along the way in between that as well. And then just a minute before half time, Celtic go and get a goal. And hit, hit, there was nothing wrong with that goal. So Celtic won one nothing up at half time. Yeah. So, so that, that gives their goals getting chopped off, plus Celtic going in one nothing. I think that makes Celtic start believing themselves more. Mm-hmm. And it drains the confidence for Rangers at the same time. No, that, that's a, absolutely hundred percent. I've been there, and you've been probably dominant a part of the game. I, I wouldn't say Rangers were the better side in that period before the, even the first goal. But it's, even when you score, when Celtic were on top, I felt at that particular time the offside goal, and then the other one, I thought Celtic were still started better. But it definitely does. If you if you're doing that and you're playing well, and you go one nothing down. It's a completely different change mindset, you know, for the players as well. You know, you people can... say that, Peter, sorry, it's a good time to score a goal, but it surely always is. But what's it like just on half-time? Oh, listen, but it's funny, Big Paul, because I always used to say to people, if you go 1-0 up, somebody will say, if it's 2-0, you're winning 2-0, and the other team score a goal, they say, oh, they're in the ascendancy now, and I went, well, I'm still winning 2-1. Mm-hmm. You know, and you try to convince players that, but it's incredible what the mental mindset. the mental mindset becomes because you get into the dressing room, you can imagine what they're saying. I mean, for me, Golson should header the ball high. He heads it down, you know, and centre-halves are always told as young, get yourself in line of the ball and head it high because there is a possibility it's going to come back quick. And if there's one guy on your shoulder you don't want, it's Kyogo. So I could imagine what the Rangers dressing room was at that time. And don't get me wrong, I think the Celtic deserved to be in front. 
I thought Celtic were the better side the first sure. half. That's I'm not saying that from a Celtic point of view in that respect. But you're right, it wasn't a free kick. It was offside for the goal, but it definitely changes how you're feeling getting into a dressing room. There is absolutely no doubt that when you're going behind. If you get it nil nil, Celtic would have probably be a bit disappointed and thought they're still lucky on the situation. But they are the fine lines, and that's why I'm very loath to have pops at managers at certain times because if they two opportunities, not the offside because that happens in football, yeah. but the free kick one, if you get that in Rangers, or even at 1 1 or 1 and 1 0. There's definitely a different feel to it. There's no doubt of that. Barry, I remember you saying on Monday, head the ball high as you yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, but that's, I mean, obviously when you're watching the defenders getting coached by the managers, that's one of the things that they always say is um, head the ball high. But in terms of the two opportunities that, that Colin's talking about, it happens in games, you've got to just keep going. Go and get another opportunity. Listen, it's, it's sore to take. Getting the goal against you with a couple of minutes to go, yeah, it does knock your stuffing out of you, there's no doubt, but that's when you need this characters there's still 45 minutes to go that's when you go in that dressing room and say right do you know what I can't believe it. that's a bad mistake defensively no good enough right do you know what we've got 45 minutes to change it I need to see something I've never seen enough in the second half I did I just well, that, think they felt a bit sorry for themselves and Colin you can't allow that to happen that's where I need to see especially when you play at a club well, that, with Rangers that, that, that's what I was going to say as well Barry um, like say right they had, there's no real leaders there they're now, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm even saying this is right towards Michael Beale as well I don't think he's a true kind of right leader a manager as well there's nobody there to kind of gear them up to like I think you need somebody say, say like say I'm, I'm 50-50 whether I'd like Michael Beale to stay or not I'd like him to stay a wee bit longer to see if he can kind of turn mm-hmm. things around but from what I've seen so far, I'm kinda I don't I really don't see it happening. But I I am all willing to for for them to get the time though. Um but I'd like to see someday like see gone for these I mean everybody's every team's got to give a rookie manager a chance, yeah. I suppose. Sure. Um but at Rangers a, a club like Rangers, I think they should be going for someday. The age bracket in maybe 50, 50 year old kind of somebody that's been been in, in, in more job, more in manager jobs it's got a wee bit more experience that kind of like, like say for instance I've, I've seen the day um, on the news that um, Rangers are thinking about John Eustace as a potential kind of replacement for Bill and, but John Eustace I mean he's 43 year old and I he stopped, he stopped Birmingham for getting relegated. They kept him up, but that's not the type of manager Rangers are looking for. And it's also speculation, Barry, just now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's spec- Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to change. There's no doubt, and I don't think it should change at this moment in time. I know what Colin's saying he's fifty-fifty. There's a lot. There's a few people that are fifty-fifty, but there's a lot of people that want the manager out. But I think it is. I'll still maintain what I said in Sunday, Paul. I still do think it's too early pull the trigger there's still games we need to see how we do and hopefully we do um, start to improve because you need to improve quickly but watching the game three or four minutes to go and what was a six minutes or seven minutes yeah, injury seven, time seven minutes, I yeah. needed to see a bit of urgency mm-hmm. I'm looking at that clock and I'm thinking to myself we've got ten minutes I didn't see that I need to see players run about the pitch why is going that? And dig. I don't know Yeah, you need to go and G them up and 
come on, we've not had the best of days, but we've got 10 minutes to try and save us. Now you get out the game, hopefully with at least a point. Is it ideal? No, it's not, but you come away with something. But I, I needed to see more urgency when the game's starting to get away for you. Just go and do something different. Go and get the ball in the box. Go and put a couple of guys up top, or three or four up top. But I, I was crying out for that and I'd never seen it. And I want to see that for the players. Somebody battling instructions on the pitch. These things do like kind of get you going, but I, I, I wasn't seeing that, which again kind of annoys me, if I'm being honest with you. Peter, the first, have to go I for think, it. I mean, the first thing we'd have been told, Paul, in our situation there, we've not played particularly well, we've not laid a glove on Celtic in that respect. I know what the Celtic dressing room would have been like in our time, would have been saying, we've not played well, whatever. Make sure that guy, you don't give him an inch. Everybody got up against their man. Make sure it's competitive. That's the minimum you'd have been asking for. I never seen that. And Barry's right, but the pepper crosses get in the box. Shots at goal. You know, no having shots on target, making another extra pass. Put the ball in, rookie young defenders, make them make mistakes, all these things. So we've got to put them under pressure, play at the tempo, play high. Probably the last 10 minutes you started to see a wee bit when Yelmaz and that come on in the left hand side and they just but Celtic had more chances in there because Yelmaz and that yeah, were flying they were on the and they were hitting the counter yeah. but I thought they'd have done that more in the second half and made it a yeah, lot I just wanted to throw everything yeah. everything at them and listen see sometimes it, it might not go in you might get hit with a sucker punch going forward but I wanted to see a wee bit more the final I, stages see, of the see, game see that Bats when you were looking at it I just thought they ended up then just hoping something was going to yeah. happen but that's where you need somebody you know, within the group on the pitch yeah. to come up with something different that yeah. difference maker or that guy who's going to drive them drive them forward or somebody in the box is going to win a header or a knockdown there's runners going off the centre uh, sorry the centre forward i never seen it and that, that's the thing that was kind of annoying me you know what I mean because yeah. you know what it's like the worst thing ever and I've it's happened to me is leaving there with a defeat it's horrible and it's the last thing you want and I just needed to see a bit more urgency especially with the international break now because yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the worst going away with a defeat and then you've got two weeks as I said Paul during the show I'd be climbing the walls I mean, it's hard enough with two days Paul when uh, you beat the Celtic or Rangers yeah. it's hard enough two yeah. days living it you know what I mean that's for sure and you understand the frustration of the Rangers fans we understand the frustrations of Celtic supporters because we were brought up that way and it was different we knew the responsibility it went with and I'm not saying these players don't care nothing like that I don't mean it that way but it is completely different <laughs> you know what I mean it is completely different you'd all different guys in there would have ripped your head off I, I think they know what's at stake now I think they know that the, the Rangers fans are, are kind of no kind of they're, they're unhappy they're unsettled and the only way that you're going to get that back is is making sure you, you go and, and um, show a, a real determination in the next uh, games that are coming up. And win. Uh, I don't care how you play. <laughs> I really don't. We're not going to talk any more about it. You know why? That's the two hours of coming gone. Great, thank you. Quick two hours. <laughs> thank you, Barry. Thank you. Peter, what's your scoreline Friday night? Barry will be on on Friday. 3 0 Scotland. 3 0 Scotland. Yeah. Thanks so much. Somebody could be winning £250 to spend at Alea on Friday. Barry, Peter, thanks so much. It's a pleasure. Thanks, James. Thanks to everyone who called in. Thanks for making the switch. We're back tomorrow night at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face to face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go. 
looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.